Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. It's August. Someone told me yesterday that the summer is over. I didn't hear no bell. Don't rush me out of summer. It's Friday, and it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, or in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice and a sounding board for business leaders advocating on their behalf, their employees too. I believe very strongly, folks, in sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. So every single Friday, you can find me on talkradio.nyc doing just that, lending what's left of my mind and my voice to this radio show where I interview SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. One thing that I've noticed time and time again is that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs actually happens on Friday, just about the time we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're also anxious to start the weekend. I know I am this weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked, they're forgotten, they're swept aside in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on the show, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of business leaders and their advisors. Name of the show, once again, not just to play on words, last name means free, in German, the language that a lot of English is based on. Nice fun fact for everybody. A little bit of method behind the madness. Once again, today's show is brought to you by SDA Wealth Strategies, a boutique financial services firm located in Hudson Valley, New York, offering personal wealth management and comprehensive business solutions for clients. SDA stands for Simplifying Financial Lives, Designing Financial Strategies, and Advocating to Implement Them. SDA offers a concierge experience for individuals and businesses, the firm's highest priority, always the client's best interests while empowering people and businesses to be proactive and to thrive today, tomorrow, and beyond. To learn more, visit SDAWealthStrategies.com. It's that color war time for all those kids at camp engaging in fun cutthroat competition to wrap up the camp experience, my daughter included, representing the Gold Raptors. We had the last of our four FaceTimes for the summer yesterday. She'll be home in nine days. I asked her what's the first thing that she wants to do when she gets home, and she said, Go to Starbucks. After I got over the fact that she prioritized Starbucks over giving me a big hug, I started thinking about my special guest today and the new platform that we're going to hear about. Today's show is all about the perils and prosperity of professional pivoting. So we're going to hear from a startup entrepreneur today. Entrepreneurship is a blanket term that relates to starting the business and has been defined by folks at the Harvard Business School as the pursuit of opportunity beyond resources controlled. If you're an entrepreneur, you're a risk taker, pure and simple, or at a minimum, you're a calculated visionary with a clear plan of action on how to launch a new product or service that fills some type of gap in the industry. The impact of entrepreneurs on our economic growth, very positive, though it may be more mixed in certain spots when proponents realize that there's, there's certain evidence that has different sectors of the economy functioning a little differently. But reality is on a personal level, Many entrepreneurs take big risks to leave stable jobs and to throw their efforts and their money into launching said businesses. So today we're going to hear from a very special entrepreneur. Not only are his ideas fantastic, he also happens to be my cousin. So someone blood related to me on the show. Talk is cheap. We're on Talk Radio NYC. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal is let's use the insight on the business landscape and create more impact on Monday morning. You guys know how I feel. SMBs tend to be very focused on products that are going to help solve their problems. The shiny new mouse traps. One, mag one thing that I see out there very consistently, everybody, products change every day in everything we do, whether you're talking about your personal life or your business life. There's no substitute for having the right people around you first, focusing on a good, tangible process that will help you achieve your goals. If you do that, the right products will be there when you need them, even the newest of new ones that can help you out. Everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, I definitely have the right one around me today. We are chatting with my cousin, Aaron Handwerker, co-founder and CEO of Aki Aki. So in 2003, Aaron Handwerker attended Indiana University pursuing a degree in fine arts while studying at the Kelly Business School. He left Bloomington in 2006, like many recognized entrepreneurs, without a degree, moved back home to California where he assisted the family in taking care of his ailing mother and to try on one of those shirts that had a blue collar. 
So during that time, Aaron jumped into retail telecom sales, quickly found himself as a top performer and leader. To build some of his skills, he studied instructional design, Bloom's taxonomy, reinforcement theory, and other adult behavior modification strategies to enhance the sales experience for internal and external customers. In 2009, Aaron joined his dream team at the world's largest fruit stand, Apple Incorporated. After a few short months supporting iPhone sales, Aaron was quickly promoted to software training position, where he facilitated at Apple locations to educate and inspire the users to maximize the productivity and creativity within the programming. For 10 years, Aaron achieved the following at Apple. Very steady professional development, promotions surpassing professional milestones, multiple global team performance awards, including number one in customer ratings, which was a top score amongst all the locations, market level behavior modification training development. And in 2016, these achievements led Aaron to an internship and transition out of the retail training space and into content production. So Aaron held a prominent role across the cross-functional teams as a content producer and instructional designer for Apple's elite support services, ranging from Apple Care consumers to Apple Care for Enterprise. In 2019, Aaron left the world of Apple to pursue his first startup in Texas with his partner, Brian, Arteries Auctions, which I loved, provided local uh, Austin artists with a new platform to sell their original physical artworks in a new method based on what is now called tokenomics. COVID-19 forced drastic pivots and opened Aaron's eyes to a cornered marketplace that is begging for disruption, peer-to-peer services, or gig work. Since the summer of 2021, Aaron and his peers, Devin Simonson and Michael Calvin, have raised their pre-seed funds from family and friends and have started building their MVP to gear up for seed money with a key, a key. The momentum is high. We're excited about it. We're going to hear all about it today. Aaron's creativity and passion for empowering others through efficient use of tech guides his entrepreneurial spirit and compass while he continues to apply his leadership skills and high-level scope to make holistically impactful decisions for every business opportunity he encounters. He's the man. He's my family. We're going to discuss my favorite questions, too. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist who you'd like to hear play it? At long last, joining me from his headquarters in Austin, Texas, taking a short break from the startup hustle. Aaron, welcome to the show. Great to see you finally. It's great to see you too, cuz. Uh, taking a break is a, is a bit of a reach. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> it never I, stops. Your feet hit the ground when you've got a startup and, and you know you, your feet are gone before you realize they hurt. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? You've always had phenomenal ideas. We've kicked them around for years now. You've bitten the bullet. You've gone after them. I'm excited. We're excited. Share a little bit of the founder's journey with us. Tell us a little bit about how you got where you are today. Sure. Well, I like to start at the beginning because it really helps you get to know me a little bit better. My my dad, as you know, is a is a Jewish guy from Brooklyn, and uh, he is a, an incredibly smart guy, double doctorate. You know, he studies uh, evolutionary neuropsychology, but he always had a passion for teaching and kids. So he ended up being a teacher for forever. And uh, despite many publications in his field, he never thought he was Einstein. He just thought he would inspire the next one, as he would say. Uh, my mother, on the contrary, was a six foot two Amazonian goddess from San Antonio, Texas, uh, and she really had this entrepreneurial and philanthropic drive that uh, still in my life is quite unmatched. So following kind of both of those people's guidance through empowering others, making sure others are, are maximizing themselves kind of is part of my being for as long as I can remember. I first went to college and studied fine art. It left a really sour taste in my mouth. Really, there's just a lot of judgment and there's a lot of uh, subjective opinions that don't help anyone achieve an objective future. You know, I want to be an artist and pay my bills. I'm not learning that in a lot of art programs around the country. Not to say that Indiana didn't teach that because they absolutely do. But at the time, I wasn't really feeling it. And then familial things came up. I exited school and joined retail telecom sales, but quickly identified that I was skilled as a people person, that I could talk 
to a CEO coming in to buy a hundred cell phones for his company, or I could talk to a mom, a single mom whose whose child is going to high school, and it's really important for them to t- stay in touch on a budget. And so, learning to communicate with people everywhere led me into teaching other people to communicate with everyone everywhere. So I was quickly developing sales training materials uh, really quickly into my blue collar journey. It turned white very fast. And I have to say that the trials and tribulations of being in an organization like that, again, forced me to kind of move. You know, we had, there were lawsuits, you know, and not everybody's perfect. And, uh, but people also have to be held accountable. So after exiting that, I was very lucky that the fruit stand (laughs) was coming into town and I wanted to work at Apple my whole life. I learned to read on a Mac. My dad was a writer. The first Mac was in the house before I was in the house. So I definitely have a tattoo of Command Z on my body, which for those (laughs) of you who know means undo, adding to the irony of that tattoo. But it's also the most useful tool you can ever have on a computer. (laughs) So after Apple, though, I loved it. I developed skills but I have to live up to my parents. It's in, it's in my blood. So I pivoted from one, one thing to the next. And it's really, really helped shape who I am and the products that I plan on delivering. So I look forward to sharing more about it with you. And now you're a key, a key here, here. So yes, to speak. I am. yes, I am. So we're going to dive into the method behind the madness in the next segment, but give us the quick one liner if you can, before we go to commercial break here on what you're doing. Give us the one-liner. Sure. We want to use efficient technology to empower people to enrich themselves based on their unique personal abilities and wherever they happen to be at that moment. Cool. We're going to give you guys the details behind all of that when we come back from this break with Aaron Hanworker, co-founder and CEO at Aki Aki. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. And it's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my cousin, Aaron Handworker, co-founder and CEO at Aki Aki Entrepreneurship 
best forum startup at large. Before we get into the method behind Aaron's madness, just wanted to sit out by the fire pit and just share a quick, very quick perspective here. My first job out of school, went to the University of Maryland, was part of the small business incubation program. You have a proposal for a business idea, submit it to the university, they accept it, you get university funding, university resources, phone lines, etc. Just a great ground, breeding ground for entrepreneurship. You know, you fast forward a little over 20 years, there's many, many entrepreneurs out there with all the technology enablement. The new one pops up every day. People are connecting and partnering online across country, across the world. Some are reinventing the wheel. Some are just improving some of the existing ideas that are out there. But you run into entrepreneurs everywhere, including where I'm planning to be this weekend. I'm going to a baseball game tonight, going to City Field, and I'm going to see Fish in Atlantic City on Sunday night with a couple tens of thousands of my closest friends. But you, know, you run into entrepreneurs everywhere. The concept we're going to hear about today might even prove helpful at some of my weekend activities. But Aaron, this is the method part of the show, the science behind what you do. Let's give everybody a rundown of what you're doing, how you're doing it, and how you're planning to go to market for it. That sounds good, Steve. It's so fun talking to you on this platform, by the way, and I really enjoy your show. And uh, if if I can, I'm going to join you at a couple of those events. <laughs> Although we'll we'll get some more metal than just the fish. I mean, fish is all right, <laughs> but you know, give me something with a little bit of a of a beat and a fast pace, uh, just so I can pretend I can keep up. Anyway, there's the madness part. <laughs> but let's talk about method. You know, when it comes to forming an idea and taking ideation to the next step, it really has to do with your ability to listen and observe and critically think and apply. And that can come into any decision making, really. Uh, when it comes from a, a leadership perspective, remember to have the Put the lens of everyone you're affecting, you know, put yourself in their shoes. Before I go into that too much, we at Apple, which is a, a very uh, inviting and culture rich and diverse company, you and the opportunity to work cross functionally there uh, exposed me to a lot of uh, operational opportunities, a lot of things that are done perfectly at an organization. And a lot of things that are done poorly at an organization, you know, people make these things and people aren't perfect. It's not going to run smoothly every time. You have to be able to deal with ambiguity and you have to be able to pivot and execute on solid decisions based on what you're observing quite holistically, really. So Apple, although I spent my career there empowering other people to enrich themselves and the people around them. I really loved the content production side. I did a lot of a lot of writing. Any content producer will tell you that if that writing is most of it. <laughs> and the next part of it is the the animation, the music production, the the 3D modeling, the designs and that's the art part. That's what I like doing. That's what fills my heart with joy. Um even if it doesn't fill my bank account the way I want it to, um, nor does it fill up that entrepreneurial spirit. So I left and I was an artist like my mom. She was a water, she did watercolors and I did acrylics and oils and sculpting and digital and everything. So I wanted to start something with my friend, Brian Delano. Uh, he actually is the one who through the original idea my way while we we met up for Torchy's Tacos here in Austin represent Love and it. you know we just we got sick of the whole starving artist thing it it there there's not a reason they should be art is everywhere it's on your menu it's on your phone it's every button you press it's every pair of glasses you see you know it's all over the place and these people are being relegated to Fiverr, you know, for quick contract work, just get it done and get it to me. But what about the, the time and the effort and the passion that they're putting into that? It's worth something. It's worth something to someone. So Arteries came about as a platform for artists to upload their artwork and ask people to place bids on it, you know, send me whatever you want. No offense. 
what we did was apply a little bit of tokenomics to it where you'd basically pay, pay a fee in order to make an offer to that artist. And that fee would go to that artist. You know, don't feel offended if my $500 offer is too low. How about uh, I'll give you $5 just to say, hey, 500 okay? And eventually that'll add up. And our artists made a good amount of money while we were testing. And it was fun. And I was bootstrapping. So it was hard, you know? Everything went to the ground. Money went on, was getting lit on fire, you know, spending hosting fees and marketing stuff because I'm trying it, you know? I'm doing what I know. I'm producing content and I'm outsourcing what I don't know, which is marketing it to the right audience and so forth. And in doing that and learning and spending and engaging with new markets, uh, you, you don't expect a global pandemic to happen. But they do sometimes, as we've learned <laughs> in the last couple of years. And if you're not ready to pivot, you're in trouble. And, and what you do with your pivot and how you approach it philosophically and morally is going to guide the outcomes. You can take the tragedy and the, and the uh, catastrophe of a global pandemic and the suffering and the death and people losing their jobs and people losing their homes and people losing their lifestyles. But people are innovating in that time because of that freedom. Mm -hmm. So providing avenues for people to monetize themselves based on what they are able to do and want to do when and where they are wanting to do it is something that's not really available uh, in, in the truest of senses. There's ways to put money in your pocket, sure, but is that going to grow what you're doing? Is that going to change your path or is this a permanent supplement? And I don't want to supplement people. I want to empower and help them develop and change what they can offer to the world. And so using the partners that I've met through time and the expertises that they have and the connections that they can offer, we can find efficient technology that empowers people with the most basic of skills or talents or attributes to earn something. Because those pipelines are getting drier as the economies shift. So if you're here, if you're a key, a key, and you need something from me and I can provide it, I should be able to offer it. So we pivoted, right? I pivoted from arteries into a terrible economy with a global pandemic into just gig working. You know, I had to pay my bills. I had to do DoorDash. I had to do your Uber Eats and your Grubhubs and thank them for, for providing something. But I can also do math. And I could tell that I was never going to support myself with these current offerings. That they were great. That they had something to give me. But was it going to be worth it with what I was chasing? with the dreams I had of empowering other people. Like you were saying before, you have to, you have to take risk. I don't have the capital to do these things myself. My tools to get these things done are the people that I know. And the reason that those people love to work with me is because I work for them. And I change based on their needs and on my needs. And we change together. And we share our perspectives, our subjective opinions on the objective reality to come up with an idea to address something and make a change. So with this new concept of this idea of how can we help people was actually not directly connected to a key, a key at first. We just wanted to do that. But then you go to a bachelor party in San Diego <laughs> and you meet your business partner in person there and you hang out with your friends and you all get hungry and you all want to order food <laughs> and you all pull out your phone and you all go to a different app and you all do it for a different reason. 
And none of us are even happy about it because the food's going to be cold. It's going to be wrong. And I'm going to pay triple. So we saw an opportunity there where everybody who's getting, everybody should be empowered by this. And why aren't they when there's so much of this opportunity here? So we had to examine that, that industry and that marketplace a little bit more deeply for a few weeks. We found a few solutions. We hashed them out. We did some math. And within a few weeks, we were talking to friends and family like you and saying, hey, can you give me money? Because I got this idea in, in some more friendly terms. <laughs> but we were able to take the concept and hash it out over a couple of weeks through conversation, through research, and listening to the people who've experienced and been in places like us and make the changes we needed to put the steps in front of us that we were going to take. And even though that might've been a, a perilous looking path, we could see the prosperity at the end because there's so many people cheering us on that way up because they know that we're all going to benefit from this. Every single person is going to be able to achieve and empower themselves. So and that's what it, we're all for. Totally, totally aligned. This station, especially very big on uplift, educate and empower. But, yes, you know, since yes. since we've been talking about this for so long at this point, you know, when my daughter said, yeah, I can't wait to go to Starbucks when I get home. All I could think of was, well, moving forward in the in, in the future with all of this, it's like you could just still hang at home. Hang, hang with our, hang, hang with the family, hang with friends, and people who are already out and about who've checked in, they can bring you your Starbucks, and you don't necessarily have to miss a beat. Yeah. And then when you go out, you can do it for them. Yeah, and it's much more based on what you're able at the time. You know, it's not an order deliver. That's not an engagement. That is not people. That's not community commerce. That's yeah. that's that's ordering people around. So, so let's we're, get mad we're gonna, about it. <laughs> we're we're going to take a quick break. I like the segue into getting mad about it because we're about to hit the madness segment, which there's no doubt there's a fair number of uh, madness things that can occur with all of this. But we'll be right back with Aaron Handworker, co-founder and CEO at Akia Key. Stay with us. Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We are chatting with my man, Aaron Handworker, 
co-founder and CEO at Akia Key. And Aaron, I don't know if you realize this. I, I can't believe I just waited till now to look this up, but your last name, name of uh, our family, Handworker, tends to allude to being a craftsman or an artisan. I wasn't aware of that. You're uh, very, very creative. It tends to fit you very well. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yours too, you know, yours mean freedom. I've never met somebody with such a free spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so in the in the spirit of being free, this is the madness part of the show, man. This is where we give everyone the artistic observational part of what you do. Stories you have from the field, no subject to taboo, anything goes. You don't have to divulge uh, all your uh, trade secrets and all of that, client confidentialities. We don't expect that, but there's uh, there's there's plenty of madness that can come from this world. And I'm looking forward to you sharing some stories of your travels, just in general, the concept of Ikea Key, love how it can empower people to, to really be helpful and to make a buck and all that and have that community commerce feeling together. It's, it's kind of like a combination of certain platforms out there, call it social media combined with fulfillment straight to the person. Yeah. Is that a good way of describing it? Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, the fulfillment is an, is an especially important word there because fulfillment is dependent on the person asking to be fulfilled. You know, it may be a product. It may be a service. It may be even answering a question. It could be anything. It's whatever the person is needing and whatever the other party is capable of offering, right, and where they are at that time. So really, it all begins with the people, I think, is what you're saying. It's, it might look like it's a shiny new app, it's a product, it's a service, it's a whatever. But really, it, it revolves around community awareness. And that community awareness can help fuel the economy, fuel commerce, and help people save on time and money, which a lot of times, yeah. that's what SMBs are looking for. They want to save time and money. Yeah. And not only save time and money, but earn time and money. Right. Because yep. this is one of those things where you're a lot of businesses look inward for outward traffic. You know, what can we do here to get them out there to come to us that I mean, good luck with that and, and have fun hiring a really big team and spending a lot of money. But if you can go out to your customers, your market and listen and listen with that intent of understanding what their true desires and needs are, then you can really offer something fulfilling, you know, not just that, that new shiny app like you were talking about, right? It's something that they can use and, 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 and enable themselves, add it to their tool belt, to their journey as a person, you know, it's not just about what your career is and, and what your and what your uh your your epitaph says at your or your credit score, which I hope they don't put mine on my epitaph, but it's about <laughs> what you can do for each other and and whether or not somebody's willing to to take to do that with you really um and that's where a lot of my madness comes from is the barriers that are put in front of folks, perceived or real mm -hmm. and what it takes to get over that is 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 challenging and it is maddening you have to be a little bit crazy when you're in a room where the door isn't open you know you know when they say life shuts a door you know find another one or whatever that statement is it's it, if life shuts the door break the damn window and jump out of it and find your own deal because you can be a little crazy if you're trapped it's okay be a little crazy if you're not trapped what's the worst you'll get trapped then go crazy and get untrapped. It's all right. You know, being mad is not bad. You know, it's, it's, it's associated uh, with, uh, with, of course, a sour attitude or a sour mentality. But that little bit of spite is what it takes to, to ignite change a lot of time. And I, and I have a lot of spite. We'll we'll talk about where that comes from if you want if you want to prompt me with a question. <laughs> to, to take spite to ignite. I kind of like that. Hey, but spite yeah, sometimes yeah, some of, some of those feelings can be really harnessed well. And you kind of said it and said it yourself there in a number of different ways. It's you can you can build a business concept and then go out and hire a, a, a team of people to work for you directly. But you know, in some of the 
the marketing materials and rhetoric that you have going around with the Kia Key. It's it's not a gig. I'm just here, here. Like I'm here. This is where I am. Like there's a book out there. It says wherever you go, there you are. It's like yeah, this is where I am right now. It could be at a place getting some food. It could be buying a, a dress at a store somewhere. It could be high ticket items only. It could be on Rodeo Drive. But yeah. Somebody wants you to bring them something. Exactly. You know, maybe I'm going to go to Home Depot because my wife has asked me for the 18th time to change the light in our walk-in closet. So I'm going to go and I'm going to be angry the whole time I'm there because I've got other things to do. But if I can check in and get charge a nice premium because I happen to have a pickup truck and I can lug cement for somebody, I want to be able to do that. And right now, any platform available that's going to let you let you is the key word not empower you is fine they're is, they're busy finding a way to make their own money they're not there to make you money and it just doesn't operate it, things don't work that way from a holistic and a moral level when you're when you're leading you you can't operate because you're expecting revenue revenue is the result you know right. it's not the goal it's very simon senecky of me to say but it's true yeah and I've I've always found through my journey uh, of madness that the people are the ones that keep me at least on the right path while I'm a little bit manic and uh, and overwhelmed with things. I I started doing uh, a lot of public speaking uh, after I was already a facilitator at Apple, and I have always been into stand up comedy. I was mm-hmm. raised on Richard Pryor and vinyls and, and George Carlin and Monty Python records and flying circus. Um, there's a penguin on the television set. I'm telling you. And um, <laughs> I took that passion, combined it with public speaking and said, you know, I think I could get on stage and make a group of people laugh. And I did that. I did that for a few years, but I also enjoyed networking with the club owners. You know, mm-hmm. that's just, that's what feeds me is I'm here performing, I'm offering a product to people that are paying for said product. How does this whole machine work? Who's getting the enrichment here? And how can we empower everyone? So I I loved doing it, but I loved writing and the networking more. So I transitioned more into writing. So I did some podcast support and I did some other stand-up comics. Um, during the time I was performing, I, I opened for for Dustin Diamond or Screech from Saved by the Bell and I opened for the amazing Jonathan RIP both of them so never let me open for you if you're listening but uh <laughs> <laughs> come see me but don't let me open for you uh and you know that transitioned into writing wrote a, I wrote my second or third screenplay uh and uh this one was the one that uh, was the passion product, you know, kind of a comedy about a bar mitzvah planner in ancient Rome, you know, who has to disguise himself as the Colosseum's games planner, you know, totally wacky comedy that I wrote for fun, but I'd combined all the skills and the crazy that had happened in my life to create this fictional experience. And it ended up getting pretty far at the, the South by Southwest uh, comedy feature length festival last year, uh, enough that I was able to get feedback from the judges, which is the mm-hmm. real prize, you know, cool $500 gift card to wherever. Awesome. Great. But something that's going to help me make what I'm doing for others better. I got that. And that's exactly what I wanted. I know you have your own podcast as well. Uh, yeah. I'd be remiss yeah. if I didn't mention it. So the pretty neat podcast, you interview folks around the UFC space, the ultimate fighting world, which is a world of madness in and of itself. That's a show for <laughs> another day. But right. you know, b- back to the idea of the real prize. Yeah, You've told me a bunch of stories as of late. This is, this is some fun madness about a place called the Capital Factory in Austin. Yeah, And I know you've been spending some time here. I know this is like a, another breeding ground for serial entrepreneurs and whatnot. You have some space there is looked at as a, somewhat of a golden ticket, if uh, <laughs> if we could call it that. But uh, I just like making Willy Wonka references no matter what. But talk to us a little bit about you know how that experience has been for you, like getting a key, a key moving and and the different types of folks who you're you're surrounded by, like kind of things that they're working on and where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because I was a content producer at Apple and a creative trainer before that, 
uh, I've always loved content and making things like the awesome QR code behind me and, and promotional materials. And being able to re, re uh, sorry, realign that more into, you know, your product prototypes, you know, not just designing logos, design a framework, you know, evolving a little bit that way is helpful. Um, but what I ended up doing in this case was I was pre-seed was running low. We needed money, you know, and I needed to get my feet going. And I had just got COVID myself. I was down for two weeks and I'm better. I'm great. I wander into the Capital Factory, a great uh, tank for entrepreneurs here in Austin. Uh, you know, the best of every corporate campus you've ever been at without uh, a, a common product aside from each other's success, right? I wander in to take a tour because this is a place I could join and pay a monthly membership fee and, and, and really meet people. After talking about what we were doing and the IP and the code and the trademarks that we own and the direction we have and the team that we've built, they were more interested in exploring further development with us. So they, they invited me to participate in a three-month program there where I could meet people uh, while being considered for their portfolio. Um, whether or not that happens, who knows? I, I look forward to just all the mentors and people I'm meeting there. And um, this is where the madness has really kicked off. You know, you, you feel like you're on a roller coaster building a startup. You're, you're, you're getting towed up that chain, up that chain, going up the ramp, and you feel the gravity getting a little bit heavier. You hear the clickety clanks of the track, and you know this is the time the brakes are going to fail, and you're going to roll backwards, and everyone in the roller coaster with you is going to die. <laughs> but right now, and at some point, if your venture is really servicing people, and they believe in it and they believe in you, they'll ride that roller coaster up with you. And right now, my roller coaster is five out of four out of five cars over that that decline where the roller coaster starts getting fun. Still scary, but fun. And I'm on yeah. it and I'm into it and I'm not afraid of the heights up here. Maybe my business partner is next to me, so I gotta comfort him right now. But I don't handle loops very well. So when we go through that loop, he's got to handle me, right? Yep. And this roller coaster, I can't wait to keep going on it. And it's part of that madness. It's, it's okay to, to have your madness as long as you have people around you to help you target it appropriately. Yep. And reel it back in when necessary. I'm totally with you. Yes, sir. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with Aaron Handworker, co-founder and CEO at Akia Key. Stay with us, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers... Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We are chatting with my man, my cousin, the founder, co-founder, and CEO of Akia Key, here, here, Aaron Handworker. Great to see you once again, my man. <laughs> this is... Aaron, the message part of the show, you've given us some great tidbits as somebody who has left the corporate world and gone off on their own, bitten the bullet, really trying to be that entrepreneurial risk taker and stay on the roller coaster. You know, the idea of being people first, you know, you know it's very big to me, but having, you know, a vision and purpose type of position and a, and a service mindset also, that's a big part of you know, what a lot of the hosts on this station and I tend to talk about, having that service mindset, learning how to execute as a CEO of your entrepreneurial venture with a service mindset, all great tidbits, charisma, I, you know, you talked about it with improving the public speaking and going into the comedy world, can be both a nice combination of skill and talent, science and art. I also like your ideas of take spike to ignite, but we want to give everybody some of that weekend insight to make a Monday impact. So you've given us some, give us a couple more sound bites before we uh, let you go for the day. What can everybody remember over the weekend? Sure. I, I think it's important. And I think maybe I'll leave with three key messages for, for your audience. And, and I guess mine now it's, it's so fun to be able to share. The first is, you have to pay attention. You really do. And that means in all facets. It's just be aware, right? Be aware of the person in front of you because you you might be talking to somebody who who really can empower what your vision is. And even if they don't see your vision the same way, there's still other things. You know, I've made just as many connections for a key a key talking about mixed martial arts and the UFC events, you know, I've talked, I've made just as many relationships for my podcast, the pretty neat podcast, which you can go to the website, the pretty neat that has led to more doors opening for my other ventures than it has for itself, right? What you're doing is what matters and where it's going to take you is dependent on the people who care about what you're doing and how they react to it, and what they're doing with it. So being able to take what you're doing and look at how it's affecting the others around you by paying attention is something that anyone can learn to do. Like we were talking about skills and talent. Listening is a skill. It is a skill. It has to be practiced. And it's okay to hear people. But when you respond when you're hearing someone, they know whether or not you are actually listening, right? Anyone can really tell that somebody just wants to, you know, stand on their soapbox <laughs> before it gets kicked out from under them, which has <laughs> happened to me. I've gotten the light on stage doing stand-up. I've been told this is too much. You got to get off the get off of it, okay? I've had brilliant you. ideas, a quote-unquote brilliant ideas for this app and this company that were not brilliant ideas and, and needed to be looked at from other people. And I needed to pay attention to what those other people were saying. So I mean, the paying, att paying attention, be aware of the person in front of you. I couldn't agree more with it, but I, I keep thinking about it a couple steps ahead. Like when I'm going to be at this concert this weekend with like the 20,000 people in front of me, I'm just like, well, I'm going to go get a beer. Uh, you guys want anything? You could just kind of scan my shirt. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. And that's just one of those situations where you want a beer, you're willing to help other people. You, de you deserve something for that, you know, help, help goes both ways. So uh, by using efficient tech that's out there, which you can find, like, I'm not a tech genius, right? I was a content producer at Apple. They had me make music and make graphics. You know, I, I put makeup on the face. I didn't build the brain, right? But I can find those people and I can talk to them. And if I know what makes them run, I can have them work with me and, and we can promote each other and promote each other's projects. And, and just like with the podcast, uh, you know, we talk to UFC fighters. I, I network and, and connect with them. There's me with Michael Chiesa in an event. That was really funny actually, because he's there, you know, taking pictures, photo ops and, uh, the only thing I had in my pocket was my uh, COVID uh, vaccination card, right? 
and it fell out of my pocket while I was taking my phone out for them to take this picture. And he told me he couldn't sign it for me. (laughs) (laughs) I know that disappointed you. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't imagine what a UFC, uh, the ultimate fighter champion, like the winner could actually fetch on eBay. (laughs) So you said you had three awesome sound bites you wanted to share with everybody. Have to pay attention. Be aware of the person in front of you. Totally agree with that. What else you got for us? Yeah. The second one is don't stop at the answer. The answer is never the answer. The answer should be more questions. It really should. It should open opportunities. If you think this is the thing, this is the one that's doing it, you need to talk to some people because they're going to help humble you a little bit, maybe bruise your ego and accept it and grow from it. Working out is hard and terrible, right? But you get to look nice afterwards. So it's worth it. So make sure that while you're listening, <laughs> don't think you know ever. Never accept what you think is the truth unless it's a fact, in which case that is just part of your ammo when it comes to arguments, right? Facts are the indisputable uh, proponents of truth should you accept them and they need to be treated that way. But if you observe things from this perspective of it can be different, it could be better, this isn't the right answer yet, you'll get a little bit of that madness in there. And it'll lead you to number three, which is you have to have grit. Everyone says it. But if you can, anyone can have an idea, can form an idea, can get people behind the idea. But if they're going to invest in you to get it done, getting it done is number one. (laughs) You have to put the rubber has to meet the road. You got to pay your brass taxes. You, you landed on income, you landed on electricity in this game of monopoly here and be prepared for that and be accepting of it. It's going to happen. All you can do is react and how you react is how people will react to you. You know, uh, I love Remember the Titans, great movie. And uh, one of my favorite quotes from that is attitude reflects leadership. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be that leader, if you're going to be that entrepreneur, your attitude has to be in line with whatever you're practicing and you better deliver on it. Couldn't agree more. The website is A-K-I, A-K-I dot I-O, Akia Key. You can email Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Akia Key dot I-O. Uh, you can download the app. You can even give these guys a call, 760-517-6447. We'll get you there. Aaron, I know this is a long time in the making, but so happy to have had you here. Love the concept. Love where it's going. Love what's going to happen uh, the idea of community commerce and empowerment and enablement for everyone to make some extra cash is is beautiful to me. Yeah, we'll get my business partner on here, Demon Simonson. He's a brain you got to pick at some point too. He just has that ability to observe what's emerging in the tech world and apply it to how the individual can can use it to empower themselves. Yep. Um, so he's a great guy for you to talk to as well. I also look forward to talking to Matthew, your guest from the last episode. I think yep. we have a, we have a lot in common, and I love the 10K our, uh, 10K creators project. Beautiful, yep. and uh, okay. so keep doing what you're doing because it's enabling me to learn from people like him, and I love it. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Before I let you go, which is coming up quickly, we're going to give everyone the answers to my questions. So although you said, remember the Titans for movie, you gave me some different ones. Your favorite movie character is Wade Watt from Ready Player One. So yep. this sounds kind of Matrix, Matrix-esque for me. I didn't see this yet, but creator of a virtual reality called The Oasis dies. He makes a challenge to all the users of The Oasis to find his Easter egg, which will give the, found, the finder his fortune and control of his fantasy world that he created for everybody which sounds like the matrix it sounds like the metaverse but it sounds like the guy who was really going after the prize had a lot of grit do i have that right yeah you know he took his obsessions the things he was passionate about his love of art and pop culture and then his skill as a as a gamer and a, and uh and, and as a player and as a friend and he turned that into achieving 
real success to prevent changes in the world that he saw as being disempowering. So Wade Watts, I read the book. I've read the book dozens of times. Movie's all right. Read the sequel too. <laughs> That's what I hear. I got. I got to get yeah. into this. You said Ernest your favorite movie. What is it? <laughs> Ernest Klein is the author. Ernest Klein. You yep. said your favorite movie to me was one of my favorites, Ocean's Eleven. So Danny Ocean and his team of ten accomplices <laughs> robbing the Vegas casinos. So you know, kind of along the lines of uh, you need you need a strong team and a crew to help you carry everything out because someone funds your startup initiative, you got to deliver it. So whether it's two thousand one or nineteen sixty, big fan of Ocean's Eleven for sure. You had mentioned your favorite uh, musical instrument and the artist who you'd like to hear play it is drummer Matt Garska from the progressive metal rock band Animals as Leaders. I'm not into progressive metal rock either. You and I have a lot of uh, collaboration to do. Yeah, there's just no singing. You know, I don't want to hear what somebody's complaining about. I want to hear some talented musicians make some art. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I get it. I love I love hearing some of the stories being told, but hey, man, sometimes you just want to be pumped up by some good tunes. That's that true. wraps it up. Wraps it up for us again today, guys. So, Aaron, thanks so much for joining me. Great to have a family member on the show. Love what you're doing. Keep doing it. Keep the grit going. Everybody, we will see you next week. If I make it through the weekend of fun weekend activities, we will see you next week, Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, right here, Talk Radio NYC, right after Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus. Until then, take care, everybody. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.